This episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine is brought to you by the Delta Shuttle. It's just as dirty as regular Delta, but the wine is free on the Delta Shuttle. This episode is also brought to you by the new LaGuardia Airport. Just lower your expectations and things are starting to look up at the new LaGuardia Airport. And speaking of traveling, we're back with another episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine. My name is Chris Barlow, and I'm joined this week by my good friend and cousin, Elizabeth Marvagenis. Lizzie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here. I am excited to have you here for two reasons. Number one, you are a world traveler here to talk with me about wines of the world. I'm going to do my best. Yes. And number two, you brought the wine. Of course I did. That is my favorite thing about having family on the show. You're in town. How could I not? Oh, thank you. And I'm excited because it is wine of the world. And, you know, I guess every wine is wine of the world. But this is from far away, the other side of the world, which I thought would be South America, but is actually where... New Zealand. New Zealand. One of my favorite places. Where I can do an accent, mate. <laughs> yes, New Zealand, a tiny country known for a very specific kind of wine. Do you know what kind of wine that is? It would be Sauvignon Blanc. Ah, uh, yes, it is. I love a good Sauv Blanc. It's it's usually more of a summer wine. Yes, yes, very true. But it is summer in New Zealand right now. See what I know about the world? Yeah, proud of you. Uh, And I have so many more questions about it, but first I have to tell everyone why I'm this excited. And it is because we are doing my favorite thing, a blind taste test with two wines from the same place. Same region. Yes. Literally. What's that region called? Marlboro. Like the cigarettes. Marlboro country. (laughs) I, I have a feeling when it's said in the New Zealand accent, it sounds very sharp. Oh, and sexy. Marlboro. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah, just uh, totally. Thank you. I, I went to acting <laughs> school for that. Mm-hmm. And both of these being from Marlboro country, one of them is more expensive than the other. That it is. So I am so excited to do a blind tasting and find out, is the more expensive Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc really that much better than the run-of-the-mill Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc that I love to buy at Trader Joe's? Here on a new episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine. Hit it, guys. Recording live in Chicago, Illinois, it's Chris Tries to Review Wine with your special guest, Elizabeth Mavragenis. A delicious taste test between two Marlboro Country Sauvignon Blancs. Musical guest, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And your host, the man who puts the Ono in wino, Chris Barlow. Okay, it is time for my favorite game of all, the tasting game. Who doesn't love a good wine tasting? I guess some people don't, but I don't think they listen to this podcast. Very true. Although we are a worldly show, not just about the wine, but about the experiences we have. Of course. While drinking and tasting wine. And you've had many of those experiences traveling to many parts of the world. I have, especially New Zealand. I was at a winery in the Marlboro region. Marlboro. Uh, And loved it. And tell me, where is Marlboro country? It is on the north end of the South Island of New Zealand. Sounds like you're trying to confuse me. (laughs) The north end of the South Island. Correct. So it's in the middle. 
Sort of. Got it. It's in the middle of New Zealand. Yeah. Kind of where New Zealand tightens its belt, I guess. Yes. You know? Yeah. And there's I a like little, that bit, little bay there. Yep. Is there a bay there? I don't know if it's a bay. I think it's a strait, if a we're being strait. geographically correct. I was going to say, I guess it's just the ocean, but <laughs> geographically correct would be it's a strait. Okay. And, you know, I ask because both of these are named after bays. We have Oyster Bay and we have Cloudy Bay. Two of my very favorites. I mean, they're my favorite bays. Oh, Oyster Bay is a wine I am very familiar with. A Love great it. pick at Trader Joe's Wine Shop. The and best. many other fine wine establishments that you and I would frequently go to. But... I don't know anything about Cloudy Bay, and you tell me Cloudy Bay is a high-end Marlboro Country Very. wine. So it comes from a winemaker who was one of the five, the first five uh, wine vineyards, who had one of the first five vineyards in the Marlboro region, uh, and so it's been highly renowned ever since. Ever since they first landed in New Zealand, like, I guess, two years ago. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, when it was you know, discovered. When they discovered it making yeah. those Lord of the Rings movies. And yes. they were like, wow, this looks like a great country. Drove south from Hobbiton and ended up in Marlboro. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's begin our journey to Marlboro country. Perfect. Like I said, this is a blind tasting. So we're just going to pick up the first glass. And, and the key here is both what are we tasting, but also in the back of your mind, think, am I tasting something over $20, or am I tasting something under $20? It's a challenge. Kind of like rubbing your stomach while patting your head. I struggle with that so hard. Let's see if we can learn how to do two things at once. Excellent. With proper tasting technique. We begin, as always, with the sniff. Go ahead, sniff that wine. Grassy. Ooh, yes. I'm getting very peach. You're getting peach? Oh, oh yeah. Right? Like those peachy o gummy rings. Ooh. Yes. Childhood memory. Yes, this is basically like lemongrass and gummy peach rings had a baby together, and it might be a kind of fusion dessert you can order at a fancy Thai restaurant. I'm, sounds appetizing. Mm, but does it taste that appetizing? Let's find Let's out see. with the sip. Mmm. Mmm. Ooh. Pungent. Ah, uh, like many Sauvignon Blancs, that is uh, somewhat like sucking on a grapefruit. But I enjoy grapefruit, so while my face is kind of in pain right now, <laughs> let me tell you, that's a compliment. I am enjoying this pain on my face. Who doesn't enjoy a good sip of pain? I gotta say, that's an experience you'll have with many different alcohols, but wine in particular can do that to yes, you. Yes, that it can. Mm. Uh, so what I guess we're saying is it's tart. Tart? Mm -hmm. A little grassy even? Which is typical of New Zealand wines. Yeah, there is a bit of a, of, um, a floral or grassy, I guess we're going to say, flavor there. Grassy makes me think of like when uh, growing up my cat would eat grass okay. in order to like throw up. It, it, it oh. seems like uh, you're basically saying notes of, boy, I'd like to vomit. Oh, okay. Well, in my mind. But that's why wine is great because the tasting notes are so yes. subjective. Yes, very true. Uh, when I was at the winery in New Zealand, in Marlborough, a lot of, they noted that a lot of wines have notes of red bell pepper, which I thought was interesting. I've never thought that? about like bell pepper right? notes. But that was what the first thing that the lady who served us our tasting said to note. Red you know, bell pepper. As you say this, I'm like, this would pair great with some red pepper hummus. 
Brilliant. Like, like, I love hummus, and I love red pepper hummus, but what do you do with the red pepper hummus? What do you serve it with? I don't know. What do you eat it with? This. Sauvignon Blanc. Oh. So do you think that that grassy red pepper whole grapefruit flavor is an expensive flavor? I'm thinking no. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. it's the cheaper one. It's not quite as smooth. It's a little hit you in the face. Yeah, it's sharp. Yeah, sharp. Yes. The opposite of smooth is sharp. Hey, the opposite of smooth might also be rough or um, let's say bumpy. There are many choices because tasting notes are subjective. Very true. And maybe this is a bumpy wine. For instance, the grass that makes you want to throw up. That would be a bumpy experience. Yeah. I will say, sharp as it is, there's not a lot of aftertaste. It's not like a long journey. Clean is that. Yes. It's Mm. clean. It just kind of like swipes your palate and then it's done. Ah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, New Zealand seems like a very clean country to me, if only because it's far away from everything. Very true. And it doesn't have a lot of Americans there, so I assume they're cleaner than us. They definitely are. They have, you name the bands on littering and... Yeah, graffiti. actually, they are a beautiful country. I've I've seen the Lord of the Rings movies, oh, so I know proud. it's a beautiful country. Yes. In fact, really, the Lord of the Rings movies are just like planet Earth, but for New Zealand. Yes, If you've exactly. really thought about it, I watch them on mute, <laughs> and then on another speaker, I play David Attenborough, and together... That voice? Oh, oh. Just imagine if Frodo had David Attenborough's voice. It'd be everybody's favorite movie. Got Peter Jackson. I'm just saying, I'm willing to sell you the rights to that idea. Get it together. Copyrighted. Here on Chris Tries to Review Wine, where I'm interviewing Elizabeth Marvagenis. She is a blogger and world traveler who brought me this delicious Sauvignon Blanc, but is it the fancy one? I'm thinking not. And we're going to find out in just a minute, right after this word from our sponsors. Oh... And we're back at Chris Trice Review Wine, where we are doing a blind taste test of two New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. One of them costs over $20, and the other one is your good friend, Oyster Bay, the $10 one at Trader Joe's. Best friend. Actually, I think you can get that for $8.99 at Trader Joe's. Yeah. That's where I got it. Oh, Oyster Bay, man. And they have it chilled, so it's ready to go. Yes. Ah, you know, I have to say, Oyster Bay is one of those wines that with my own friends in my own life, you can just say, I'm bringing Oyster Bay. And many of them go, yes, thank you. (laughs) They know. At any given time, there's, I would say there's two in my fridge. Or my friends think that I'm involved in some kind of government conspiracy. And when I say, I'm bringing the Oyster Bay, they go, yes, I know. Like it's keyword for I, something. Yes, I will tell Q right away. <laughs> I'll have to ask my friends about that. But first, I want to ask you about your blog. Yeah, so I started a travel blog called The Road Liz Traveled at on Instagram, the underscore Road Liz Traveled. Oh, you had to just separate out that the, the, yes, the underscore. The one. Yeah, the best. Uh, it is the best Rose Liz, Liz Traveled. Road Liz Traveled. Let yes. me try that again. <laughs> the best Road Liz Traveled. Yes. Do you is. have people struggle with the, the pun in the title? I love a good punny title. You know, I didn't until someone on I told on a plane asked me why it was called The Road Liz Traveled. And you were like, hi, did I introduce myself yet? Yes. Hello. <laughs> so I, I didn't think about it until I was asked about it. Interesting, interesting. You should consider wearing like a sweater as you travel that just says oh, Liz. Yeah. And then when somebody asks, you could just kind of gesture. Just me. 
eh, you know? <laughs> Down here. Yeah. I, I'm just guessing they still won't get it. I'm just imagining <laughs> that know, person, but... There are some idiots in the world, believe yeah. it or not. Even in other parts of the world? Yes. No. I know. No, I thought it was I just know. here. I, unfortunately, it's not. There are more idiots here, though, I will say. Well, thank God. I, I don't want my world rocked too much tonight. <laughs> but I would like to rock it with a little more wine. Yeah. So we're going to move on to our second tasting. Oh, my favorite part. Now, I remember from earlier, you said that you thought the first wine was the less expensive of the two. So you yes. think we've already tasted our friends from Oyster Bay. Yes. And now you're ready to sink your teeth. I don't know why you'd sink your teeth into it, but sink your teeth into this glass of what you hope will be Cloudy Bay. Yes, correct. Oh, I hope you're right. And I hope so too. I brought them. I should probably know. I mean, honestly, I don't know what's going on. You picked the wine. <laughs> True. And I'm... But you poured them. Ah, so are you accusing me of not knowing which one is which already? Because normally people wait until the end of the blind tasting, and then they accuse me of that. <laughs> uh, well, let's see if I get it right first, and then I'll accuse you of it. Good point. We have to find out the way we always do, starting with the sniff. Oh, that was a big sniff. Mm. This is, I'm getting like figs. Mm. Uh, still kind of citrusy like before, but not as sharp. No. I might even say a little more grassy. 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 I'm gonna go I would with say it. Vegetal. Oh, vegetal. Yeah. Not any specific vegetable, just just vegetal no. overall. Maybe even like a green vegetable. Ooh, a little bit of like kale. Ooh, good kale wine. Mm. Who doesn't love kale wine? I know. I love a good kale wine, but does it taste that way? Let's find, find out. out with a sip. Mmm. Definitely smooth. Er. Smoother. smoother and with a little kind of like minerality almost a little dancing on the tongue yeah oh yeah i like the way you think yeah overall less of everything mm -hmm. just less which isn't bad sometimes no. you want less and i'm getting more lemon than grapefruit mm -hmm. are you getting more lemon yes i would actually say this is way less tart I yes. don't get any of that peachy stuff from before. Doesn't make my face want to scrunch up like a pug. No, this is not a grapefruit. This is kind of like uh, an ice cold lemonade, but made mm -hmm. with real lemon. So there's that tartness, you know. Yeah, a little bit of pucker there. Yeah, but you're not like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, choking it down. No, no, you're going, hey kid, you made this with real lemons and you did it right, which yeah. I assume children today don't know how to do. Unfortunately not. If it doesn't come in a packet or in a smart device, how do you make it? A robot. They're if you, at a if loss. I can't make it in my Alexa-powered microwave, how am I supposed to make it? <sighs> well, you know, it makes me wonder how they make this wine in the beautiful Marlboro country. Me too. But that's for another episode where we learn how wine is made. Who knows where it comes from? This one is all about the taste. Yes. So what do you think? Is this a more expensive, exquisite taste? I still think it is. Mm. I think so. It's something I could sip longer and and savor yeah i don't know the other one you say savor the first one to me is more savory yes because more there's savory. more going on oh, where the oh. second one i do wish to savor more yes because it is refreshing very refreshing and especially when it's cold well i feel like i know which one you like the most are you yeah. ready to lock in your answers i am so you think 
that wine number one is our friends at Oyster Bay, $8.99 at the Trader Joe's Wine Shop. And you think wine number two comes from the Cloudy Bay. I do. Costing upwards of $20 a bottle. Well, I am so excited to tell you that you are wrong. Seriously? I know. Where's my sound effect for you are wrong? Ha ha, you are wrong. <laughs> Dang. I know. Well, this is exciting to me because often the subtler wine is the more expensive yeah. wine. That's a real typical situation. But in this case, it's the exact opposite. Interesting. Wow. And it also says a lot about which one you try first. Because I wonder if our answer would have been different in if the we tr- opposite order. Oh, well... Another episode for another day. Well, this is where we insert the time lapse that goes Ah. back in time to before, and then we split the timeline into two (laughs) parallel universes, one in which we tried Oyster Bay first, and one in which the Berenstein Bears is actually the Berenstain Bears, and I don't believe in that. No, thank you. That's some parallel universe humor for you. (laughs) Who doesn't love a good Berenstain Bears reference? I know, right? Well, did you know we may be living in a parallel universe where they changed the name to the Berenstain Bears when nobody noticed? Because that's how it's spelled. It's spelled Berenstain. Berenstain. But it's pronounced Berenstain. I can guarantee you it was not spelled that way in the other universe where we drank the Oyster Bay first. Also true. I know. And you know what I wonder? I wonder if the wine we drink more often comes into play with which we like more. I know. Because I can actually think the first time I had Oyster Bay, I was not a Sauve Blanc fan. And I was like, whoa, what is this? (laughs) And now I'm like, smooth. I know. And now I'm sitting here like, well, this is like water. I could drink this all day. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Like, times have changed. Times have definitely changed. Uh, But either way, what I love about this is you can really make this Oyster Bay look great if you just neglect to tell people it's $8.99 a bottle. Exactly. Exactly. Ah. Put it in a fancy little bag with a little gift tag. The little gift tag on it. Serve it at your next party. Yeah. Or just make friends who never know what Oyster Bay is. Listen, I have all the (laughs) friends who know, know what Oyster Bay is, so just make other friends. That's fine. I'm sure there are other people in the world. Yeah. I don't know how good I am at making friends, but that's... No. You're on my podcast, so clearly not very good. (laughs) Yeah, good. (laughs) But... What I love about this podcast is we get to learn things and play games. My favorite. I know. And this whole episode was one big game. You brought me some amazing South... uh, You brought me some amazing Australian... Nope. You (laughs) brought me some amazing New Zealandish... New Zealander... New kiwi. 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 That's actually the term. Oh my God. They're Kiwi people. Kiwi wine. Yep. Wow. So you brought me some amazing kiwi wine. I did. And I thought you'd be bringing me South American wine instead, which I is so why too. we have an exciting game to play called New World Roundup. We're going to ask questions about my favorite region we're not tasting, South America. Okay. You recently were in South America. I was. And so I'm excited to find out if you've learned a bit about South American wines. And we're going to begin with question number one. Question one. Wine grapes were originally brought to South America in which century? A. The 16th century, when the Spanish brought it via Mexico. B, the 18th century, when Ben Franklin shipped grapes down from the colonies. Or C, the 20th century, when the Nazis brought it from Germany. I'm going to go with A. A, the 16th century is correct. Yes. Excellent. Question two. 
Malbec, the signature grape of Argentina, originated in which of these countries? A. Spain. B. France. Or C. Australia. Ooh. I'm gonna have to say A. A. Spain? Yes. I'm so sorry. The answer was B, France. Really? I was gonna guess Australia second. Ah, uh-huh, so Malbec. Wrong. Malbec. Think about it's the quite word. Delicious, though. Malbec. Malbec. It's a uh, French. Yeah, it's a French word for a French grape. Originally shipped to South America by a French botanist. So, thank you, botany. Wow. Mm-hmm. And finally, question number three. <laughs> Argentinian Malbec is so popular that roughly what percent of all Malbec is produced in Argentina? Is it A, 50%, B, 75%, or C, nearly 100%? C. Oh, C, nearly 100% sounds good. But no? No, it's actually B, 75%. Yes, I mean that's a lot that of Malbec, good. though. Very yeah, proud. and the way Argentina. the way that works out is that Malbec originally came from France, and France oh. has a similar climate to Argentina on the oh. opposite side of the planet. Yeah. But Malbec never caught on as a mainstream French grape, largely due to issues growing it, difficulty, pests that are local in France that aren't in Argentina. Certainly. Whereas it grows in Argentina like gangbusters. Interesting. And there you have it. An extra little worldly wine fact for you. Lesson learned. Unfortunately, you did not win our game. No. I don't expect to have won. That's okay, because everyone's a winner when we're drinking wine. Absolutely true. And that means it's time for me to ask the most important question of the night. Yes. What is your final rating on these wines? I know which one is your favorite, and I like to point out rating, like everything in wine, is subjective. Price can matter big time. So I came in tonight, now I'll tell you, if you asked me before tonight what I think of Oyster Bay, I would have said 3.5 out of 5, a solid mainstay. Yeah. Go to it any time, but you know, not my favorite. They easily notched up to a 4, maybe 4.5 out yeah. of 5 tonight. Well done, I have Oyster to agree. Bay. Yeah, I have to give Oyster Bay a good solid 4. Maybe even like a 4.25 if we're feeling generous. Ooh. But it is just, it's a staple. I see it on a menu somewhere and I'm immediately oyster bay here we go i don't even branch out anymore it's kind of sad i gotta say actually the oyster bay is like a wine list wine you might see it by the glass in many places and this leaves me with the confidence to say if i was having something that nice kind of tart but refreshing sauvignon blanc would go well with oyster bay is an easy answer absolutely especially for the price too Bingo, and that matters so much. Although now that you know it's $9 a bottle at Trader Joe's, when you see it on a restaurant wine list for $12 a glass, you would you, hesitate. You will cry on the inside. A little bit, but you won't be disappointed. When you order it. I know, it's kind of like win-win, except win-win. you lose in the financial part. Exactly. But win-win. <laughs> I like your optimism. Wow. And what do you think about Cloudy Bay? It's, it's good. It's yes. interesting. There is a lot to like. I almost feel like I want to like it more than I do. You know what this tells me? Hmm. Because this is something I've told myself. Yes. Just not that big a fan of Sauve Blanc. Interesting. Good wine. And definitely great summer wine, great Ooh, party wine. But at the end of the day, the better the Sauve Blanc sometimes, the more I'm like, disappointed. not that into it. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, Cloudy Bay. Fru, fru. Oh. 
Listen, I think if you're a fan of Sauv Blanc, you'll probably love, love it. all the flavor yes. jam-packed into this cloudy bay. It's a quite a punch. I mean, they had to cram all those clouds into the bay. <laughs> so then they were like, well, let's get the peaches and the grass yep. in there as well. It's just all oh, great. And the red bell up. pepper. Can't forget about that. I know. Well, I'm going to think a lot about red bell pepper yeah. next time I taste a wine. Absolutely. And I'm going to think about you, Lizzie, and your blog. Where can yeah. we find it again? The Road Liz Traveled. Oh. It's a it's an up and coming blog. Hey, I love to have up and coming people on my up and coming uh, podcast, love it. which people can find on Apple Podcasts oh. and Spotify and Google Play and Pocket Cast. We are literally on all of the things now. Proud. And I'll see you guys next time on Chris tries to review wine. Chris Tries to Review Wine is a Dapper Devil production. This week's episode was produced and edited by Chris Barlow. And as always, you can find out more about the wines we taste at ChrisTriesToReview.wine. That's ChrisTriesToReview.wine.